You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 3AM, where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Pasikala. What's the scariest thing that you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3AM is a result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Dude, Sean, DJ, how you doing? So good. Good, good, good. good. Uh, it's been a while. So, Sean, Kevin, and I, and then my wife, MJ, and one of our best friends, Janelle, we ran around Southeast Asia for, like you said, about a month. Uh, the girls stayed for three weeks. Sean and I stayed for like two, two and a half weeks and it was awesome. It was wild. Uh, we went and ran around Thailand and the Philippines and that's where Sean, DJ and Jordan met was the Philippines. And that was Sean's first time back since living there for two years. Yeah. How was that? Shit. I forgot how hot it was. (laughs) It's balls hot down there. I would describe the entire country as sweaty. (laughs) just so sweaty no i love the country but it is super sweaty uh what was your favorite thing that you did while you're down there yeah i couldn't name a top one but i gave my top three like loved hanging out with the elephants for a day that was dope and we did a canyoneering thing that was sick we went through like these like canyons with super blue water and we would like jump off of these like 50 foot cliffs into the water and stuff it was sick we had a lot of things planned. So about every single day, yeah, every day, every day we had like an awesome activity. So um, let's say we did uh, canyoneering on Wednesday, Thursday we did something else. And every day I was like, I think that's my favorite thing we'd done. And the next day, <laughs> and the next day we'd get back and we're like, dude, that might've topped yesterday. And it just was like that the whole time. <laughs> dude, so we have been waiting to tell you, we haven't told you about Sicky Horror. So if you listened to the last week's episode, you remember, or maybe two weeks ago, I don't know. Before we left for Asia, we talked that we're going to go visit Sikihor. It's an island in the Philippines that's famous for black magic and has a sign right on the beach that says, if you see any witchcraft, contact the authorities immediately. So we're down in Cebu and Sean and I look it up and how we're going to get there. And it's like, you know, like a six, eight mile, eight hour bus ride there and traffic or taxi and a ferry so we did not go <laughs> <laughs> it was like a whole extra day going both ways of just traveling you guys went all the way there to not go yeah i know 
we looked at each other and we're like, no, hell no. (laughs) No. We don't have time for this. Knowing the layout of Cebu and how to get to Sigihor, it's a trek. You have to spend, you have to dedicate the whole day or two. It was going to eat up two days. Yeah. And we're like, uh, we were traveling with a group if it was Sean and I for sure. Yeah. And if we had plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. But while you were gone, I did look up some stuff from Sikihor. Um, there's a way creepy okay. statue called Scary Mary. <laughs> what? And the picture is terrifying. It's this old, it looks wooden. This old statue of Mary. And in one hand, she has a skull. Solid. And from what I found, it looks like a real human skull. And in the other hand is a cross, but she's holding it upside down. This is on Sikihor? This is on Sikihor. Dude. And the legend is at sunset, she wakes up and she roams the church. And people have said they've seen her walking around. Ew. Bro, I want to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> but like statues are huge in the Philippines. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, when we did Colossal Falls at the very end, there was like this altar carved out of the mountain. And inside was a little Santa Nino standing there. And it made me think of Jordan. I tried to film it, but there was like hella Pelopinos around there. And I didn't want to seem all disrespectful. Nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Statues in the Philippines. While I was there, there were a couple times where there were reportings of like a statue crying blood. Ugh. There was one down the road from where I lived. It was I remember walking into uh, this family's house and they were watching the news. And... They showed the statue with like blood running down, like tears on his face, which is kind of funny because at the exact same time, I had a hemorrhage in my eye. Oh, whoa. And I was also crying blood for a couple of days, like no joke. I had to go to the hospital for it and got that fixed. But it was just funny because everyone's like, this is like God's sign that uh, just a sign from God. And I'd be like, look at me, bro. Like, I'm a sign from God, too. Look at my... <laughs> bro, that's a statue, cuz. I'm real. I'm here. I'd be hella pissed. Yeah. Here's the picture of Scary Mary. That's scary. Okay, I don't know. so... That just, like, doesn't belong in a church to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, that DJ belongs in a child's nightmare. DJ's showing us the... Okay. What's wrong with it this is terrifying. <laughs> it looks like they tried to make, and I don't know if this makes sense, but they tried to make it look too real. Like it almost looks like a real person. It's like uncanny valley. Oh, that's how so. But wax, there's a slight. Bro. The eyes are like a little too big, which makes it terrifying. It's also like one eye is a little bigger than the other, so I want to laugh, but I don't want to be cursed. But I see like people that look like that, and I'm always like, I don't want to <laughs> laugh because I'm not. Well, I am a dick, but like I still don't want to laugh. Dude, it kind of looks like just a methed out nun. That's what it looked like. Oh, shit. And they have it in their church, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Get that out. That, cool. Well, I'm glad you guys are back. I'm glad you had a good time. Dude, what'd you do while we're gone? So much stuff. So many things, dude. <laughs> Not telling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's do our question. All right. Okay. Our question of the week comes from have underscore house. Yep. All right. The question is, if you were approached to film a new horror movie, what would it be about? 
Okay. That's a good question. If we were to put on a horror movie. Your producer, director. Writer. Writer. Fluffer. All the above. What would it be about? Okay, I've definitely thought about this before. Because <laughs> um, I've wanted to like write a scary movie. I think it would be fun. My criteria for it is it for me it has to be relatable okay so aliens out um monsters out Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit about any of that Mm -hmm. so the more relatable to me it is the scarier it is and so i've want i've tried to think what would be the most terrifying thing to take advantage of and some things i thought were like exploiting when people go to sleep because if I can get it into your head that you're not safe before you go to sleep, I feel like you'd truly be afraid of that movie. Yeah. Or it's a, it would be something that would linger for you, with you after you left the theater, right? True. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Uh, my criteria is kind of along the same lines. One topic that I'm interested in, and it's probably because I've been reading up on it lately, Ooh. is the Mandela Effect. Ooh, it's boring. The Mandela effect is when you think something happened oh, and, it, and it didn't. The Bernstein Bears. And the most common example that I see used is Star Wars. Is when Darth Vader reveals he's the father. Luke, I am your father. He doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. But everyone thinks he says Luke yeah. for some reason. So, I, some some type of like... Widespread false memory. Yeah. And also incorporating... Um, what is that movie? Oh, The Truman Show. Huh. Oh. Um, where everyone's in on something that you aren't. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. I like that. Because I was always kind of like scared of that when i was a kid in fact i thought i was in the truman show i'd even see the truman show when i was a kid i only saw it when i was like in high school mm-hmm. and uh i remember there were times i just thought everybody was in on something that i wasn't and everybody <laughs> was watching me so i remember as a kid there were like a few times where i would just like turn around super quick to look behind to see if like people were watching me <laughs> <laughs> and i was disappointed every time well i did see the truman show when i was like eight nine and i thousand percent lived a lot of my life under the assumption that there was cameras everywhere (laughs) dude i was like and i did the same thing you do like try to catch people out or something yeah or when i and i was like so i would every summer go visit my cousins in las vegas and i would like and i would try to figure out how how are they doing this so when i fall asleep they like would move the car like stay in the same setting you know i thought it went deep bro <laughs> i then again i was i was just a weirdo kid dude it's like i tried to test every movie like to see if it was real yeah to see if it was real like i remember i would like get objects and like tap bricks because i thought diagon alley was bro. behind it <laughs> you, heck yeah bro i i'm not as bad as jordan but i 100 percent one time like and this is when i was young I had a monkey that my grandma bought me and it was like half my size because I was like six, maybe seven. And I knocked it off on accident off the bed and then just Sid from Toy Story came to my mind and I was like, that monkey's like half my size and if it decides to strangle me in the night, it might win. It could. 
<laughs> so I walked over to it, picked it up, set it down like on the bed again, and I turned away and I was like, sorry. Like left the room. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. And like walked out. You walk away, it's like, oh, it's okay. Dude, oh my. Yeah. You Sorry. Turn and walk. You put your hand on the doorknob and you hear, it's okay. Or I forgive oh. you. Dude, I turn around and <laughs> got that bro. monkey, bro. That's just like a... Did you see the movie The Witch? Oh, I'll, yeah. I watched that while you guys were gone. How old is The Witch? That's like old. two years, maybe. Two years, so I can reveal spoilers. Yeah. Okay, if you don't want to hear spoilers for The Witch, fast forward um, one minute. It's three, <laughs> two, one. Beep. <laughs> um, yeah, at the end where she's talking to the goat because the goat is not Satan. Or maybe it is. He's just like using it as a vessel demon. or something. Yeah. And... The whole time, the family's like blaming, or she's like blaming the goat, and nobody's believing her. But she doesn't know for sure. And as the viewer, you're like, it's not the goat. It's not the goat, yeah. And at the very end, she, after her family is all murdered, and it's just <laughs> her. She's given up her will to like Lucifer. Yeah. She's like, are you, are you real? Or something like that. And she's like, and there's nothing. There's nothing. It's just the goat. And then she turns around, and then the goat says, what do you want? But, oh, that was the... Look at that. I have, oh, I have chicken bro. skin thinking about that. <laughs> Dude, that's what we should do. There it is. There's our scary movie. To answer your question, we remix Toy Story, but it's terrifying. <laughs> it's going to be a collab between Toy Story, The Truman Show, and the scene and with the Darth Vader and The Witch. <laughs> what about you, dude? Uh, I think my uh, requirement is... Like, what would scare me? So I would make a movie that scared me. And I don't know if I have a bigger fear than, like, cults. Which doesn't make any sense because I'm listening to a podcast called Cults. And all about the psychology and like that, it's hella creepy. But in the scenario where everyone in my family or friends group joins this cult and is, like, about it. And, like, I know that it's not, like, I know that it's no good. But also, um, I was saying also, as like, chill as I am being out in the wilderness, every once in a while I'll get that feeling of like, I'm not afraid of being out here alone, but I'm afraid of being out here not alone and mm. not knowing. That would be scary. Hmm. I feel. That's I'm also good... afraid of commitment. I would make a scary story about commitment. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Sean's horror movie is just a rom-com. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I like that. That was a good one. I like that laugh. So, Sean. All right. Take it away. Whoa, wait. This is the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is Charlie. I'm DJ. I'm Sean. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Okay, so I got a story that's from a friend of a friend. This person's in the military, is serving abroad, and had just recently broken up with their uh, um, girlfriend. And the way that they described their girlfriend was kind of like a like a taker, you know, like givers and takers. This was a taker, someone who just continually sucked. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> <clears throat> so one night. Oh, so a keeper. <laughs> yes. They're a taker and a keeper. <laughs> so one night they're asleep. And they have this dream. They dream that they're in this building. 
that I think was described in like a barren terrain, like North Greenland, but no ice, just like no trees or anything, just this terrain. They walk up into the attic and they see their girlfriend that had just broken up with them hanging from the rafters from like hooks. Hooks are like into their back. Meat hooks. Meat hooks hanging from the rafters. And they're first off just like, what the hell is this? Skips. Now he can see his girlfriend straight across from him. And he's also hanging from these meat hooks in the rafters. So like POV point of view, he's on the hook looking at her. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, was it like out of body? Like now you see yourself standing down on the ground or like... And he's like, no, I was hanging from the hooks as well. And I could see her across from me Mm. as they were kind of hanging from these meat hooks in the attic of this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. He gets the feeling that someone is watching them and he wakes up. He kind of sits up in his bed and there's a crack in the closet and he can see these two eyes in the closet the door kind of creaks open and he can see a figure it's kind of like the best way they described it was the girl from the grudge he sees like the the eyes and then like the dark hair just like basically the girl from the grudge is how he described it all of a sudden starts walking towards him as he's like sitting up in his bed like he had the whereabouts with him to get out of bed and run. He gets out of bed. He runs out of the room and he's on a military base. So he like runs out of the room past like the officer who's on like duty or whatever. And they're like, what's going on? And he's like, nothing. It just keeps running. End of story there. Second part. Wait, Second part. Okay. I'm going to do a Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling the story exactly how it was told to me, too. Okay. On the other side of the world... I have questions, but continue. On the other side of the world, his sister is has their own house, and I assume his sister is married. They're having, like, a dinner party, and they're, they have a bunch of friends over, people visiting. She goes to, like, get something out of the kitchen to, like like, bring food to the guests or something like that. And it was described as like an older type house as well. She walks out into like this hallway that kind of has the front door at the end of the hallway. And then there's like on the both sides, like the living room and then like a dining room type situation. Mm -hmm. She gets to the two doors and like everyone was had been in the living room. But now every single person in the house is in the dining room. She like walks in, you're like, why is everyone in here? Like the, she, she described them as all being huddled together almost like in this area. And one of the guests was like, there's someone else in the other room that was just creepy and watching people. Apparently the guests said that they saw it, not just this one person. Mm-hmm. And they described this person as a girl with dark black hair that kind of was over the side of her head kind of like the grudge. And this was at the same time that this was happening to another person on the other side of the world. So I don't know if there's any explanation to that, but did you grill this dude? I was asking. So it's a friend of a friend. So it was not him. It was a friend of his. So I don't know all of the details. That's just what I know. 
They never did anything after that. Not that I know of. I did Burn ask. The house that. I was down. like, "Were there any ty- other type eat, of like eat their dinner?" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> well, no. They better eat their I'd dinner. I'd be pissed. <laughs> the most infuriating thing. Home alone. Homeboy sets up all his traps. Oh god! Cooks himself that dank ass <laughs> microwave macaroni and cheese, and he sits down to eat it, and it's like ding ding, and without taking one GD bite. He puts his fork down. He's like, time to protect my house. And like takes off. I hate that. Food is <laughs> always first. Even if there's a demon, I'd be like, bruh, Run. wait. <laughs> I tell him to wait. Yeah. Because if you're, respect, please? I'd be like, if you're going to kill me, I better have one more damn meal before I die. Do you want to get that last meal? <laughs> so let me be for two more minutes. <laughs> That's wild. First of all, one of the scariest things ever is feeling that someone is watching you. Yeah. Um, they've done uh, research and studies on that. It's You can quantifiably tell. Like they had people turned and then they would have someone stare at the back of their head. And more times than not, they can tell when someone's staring at them. Yeah. So there's something going on there. Yeah. But what the F? I've never heard of that. Like the same thing. Happened targeting to two people at the same time. Different That's, locations. It was weird. Yeah. But like I said, too, I feel like they were justifying this whole situation in their mind because of like this breakup with his taker girlfriend. That's exactly how it was described to me as well. Yeah. So it's like it kind of just seems like that was a weird like time like that just so happened to happen recently. But like, yeah, I've never heard of a breakup demon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bro, you don't know. <laughs> there wasn't like a huge correlation between the girl they supposedly saw and the breakup. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. But, but also, they happened like during the same time. It's so. true. Yeah, in like high stress situations or any whatever situation you're going through, I feel like your judgment bends and conforms to that, and you become this like you, you justify things like Sean was saying. You try to come up with ways. Well, it's like the where you can prove you're right. Yeah. The same story from back in Haiti a couple episodes back, where you're aunt kind of said that she felt like it was an earthquake going oh, through it was just her an earthquake locational earthquake yeah like at the middle of her kind branch. of the strangest type of justification like it is entirely possible huh. but we try and come up with something to explain in our minds what's happening we want to be satisfied so we give ourselves like the easiest way out my homegirl Brene brown <laughs> she oh, ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. in her special though she did talk about it where she was like you know, we crave stories. So like our mind and our consciousness crave stories that make sense. So you're going to be fed all this input and you're going to do your very best to make sense of it. Whether that's a good story you're telling yourself or a bad story you're telling yourself. So that guy had those experiences super close together. And I bet the best thing that makes sense to him was that. Yeah. Except it does not account for why his sister is going through it. And that's true the too. Grudge like, coming out of her freaking living room, and, and that room full of people seeing the person. That's yeah, weird. Everybody seeing it, and the also when I was being told the story, I was like, no one said anything when it first happened, or right hooked it, or like. I mean, if something was just staring at me, I'd be like, oh, yo, like <laughs> I'm a little more dramatic. Slow your roll, yeah, but. But like something <laughs> hella creepy staring at me and everyone else in the room, like at the same time. Like, are we all seeing this? Let's okay. jump this mofo. Right now, if we ever are out and about and we think we're, we're in the midst of a goat man or a mimic or a shapeshifter, we got to have a tell that we share with each other. 
Do you want to just do the one that we have? Let's tell it right here on the podcast so no one knows. (laughs) Do you guys remember the one that we set up? Yes. Okay. Then never mind. We're good. Do you remember it? I remember it. I thought we were getting a new one, though. We will. We will. That's coming. Sorry, you guys aren't a part of this. <laughs> but Go make just so you know, you got to have a tell with your friends. So and yourself. You like a, yeah, and with, your, and with yourself. Yeah. That way you know you, 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 you are who you say you are. Yeah. <laughs> and they is they. I have a little update I should have done at the top. But, so the Haiti episode I, I did by talking to my sister, my aunt, my other aunt, my dad. You know, I was trying to collect information from all these people. And my sister just gave me a little bit of update and correction. Do you remember the night where my aunt's laying in her bed and she hears the dogs barking behind her head? Yeah. She said that same night she was there and they hear all of this chanting out the window. And so her and my cousins go to the window and they see this huge procession of like 20 Haitians all dressed in white chanting and like dancing and then they then they saw the pillars of like green fire go like 30 feet up in the air. So they were like doing a full lawn ceremony. And she said that for her was terrifying. She remember going to her room trying to sleep but just not feeling having this weird feeling all night. Oh. Like something was in the air, you know. Maybe it was just like a, some dank barbecue in the middle <laughs> of the night. Dude, someone <laughs> some meanest morgul barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> There's me justifying the story. Yeah. It's because I'm hungry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I want that meal before I die. <laughs> so, okay. Um, segue with that. There, I've been listening to this podcast, super good, called Crime Junkies. If you're out there, you like true crime, you should listen to it. But they did a two-parter recently, and it's about children disappearances up in Illinois. Ooh. And dude, there is nothing darker on this earth than child disappearances and pedophilic sex rings Mm. and that's what this is all about but basically there's this island that was set up for people to go and experience children in the way you think i'm saying it and it got shut down and so all of a sudden all these pedophiles in this pedophile ring didn't have this playground that they had set up to go to so bodies of children start showing up because one of the psychopaths who's going to the island now has no outlet and so by the fourth time, a kid, sh- so the kids start showing up in ditches dead and their body has been freshly bathed and they're wearing the same clothes and they all have food in their stomach and like one after another, same thing. And they've all been molested. Oh. And so fi- finally fourth child goes missing and the parents go on TV and like plead for their kid. They're like, please, like, he's a good kid. We love him so much, you know. He he likes playing basketball. He Because he, what you want to do is try to humanize the child so that the killer maybe can't kill it, right? Yeah. He he plays basketball. He, he gets good grades. He loves Kentucky Fried Chicken. He loves his mom. He always does his, his chores. Please just let him come home. Let Johnny come home, right? They find the kid dead the next day. <laughs> they do an autopsy, and he has Kentucky Fried Chicken in his stomach. Oh, so the killer was watching and let him get the last meal. That's terrifying. It's intense. That's crazy. While you guys were gone, there's a bunch of research I'm doing on uh, witches. Can I? Can I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I just had a 
scary feeling and I'm not going to be able to shake it until I clear it. Go. So Sean and I were gone for two and a half weeks and you weren't. Yeah. So you're going to have to whisper our code because I want to make sure you are you. Okay. Fuck. Right now? <laughs> yeah. To you? Wait, how do I know? Okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'll, you say the first part, I'll say the next part. That's a good point. Okay, we're good. Sean. We good? We good? Well, we were together. But me and you are. But if, we should yeah, open every episode by sharing that. Just make sure we're with who yeah. we are. True. Okay, you do the first part. Wait! <coughs> microphone's closed, Doc. Shut up, dude. <laughs> you didn't get it verbatim, right? Okay, no verbatim. I, I, I think that's okay. Sorry, I was just like, you were like, <laughs> while you guys were gone, and I was just thinking, like, you became someone else. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, I gotta clear this up. Okay, so confirm DJ is DJ. I'm me and Sean's Sean. <gasps> See? Oh, you gotta get a you gotta get nerve-wracking, bro. Yeah, while you guys were gone, uh, I did a lot of research on witches. Like the Salem witch trials. And the Salem witch trials, some history behind it, happened in the mid-late 1600s. Okay. And it all happened within the span of 12 months. And in those 12 months, 20 people were executed. Five died in jail. Which is crazy to think about. That's a lot of people in one city. Oh, yeah. A small community. Yeah. The thing is, the Salem witch trials weren't the worst ones. (laughs) Of course. The European witch craze went over the span of a couple hundred years around the same time but tens of thousands were executed good hell so i'm reading more stories on that and i'll share some of those in the future but there's just a lot of content and i want to find the best ones and uh especially since it's historical i want to get my facts straight but uh there is one interesting bit that I really want, like, I've been waiting for you guys to come back so I can share this. <laughs> Do you know the origin of the broomstick? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I know Harry got the Nimbus 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> and when that was smashed by the Whomping Willow, he was gifted the firebolt. Up, up, <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> no it's crazy this like blew my mind and i had like it was so crazy in me i had to look at different sources to make and sure they all like cross-referenced like perfectly and i was oh, like yes right. this is crazy yeah so which is back in the day they would they would gather herbs and certain and like pieces of animal different animals and they would mix them up and that would be the witch's brew Ugh. you know yeah. A, you imagine witches with their cauldron. Oh, yeah. That's what they were making. Or me in second grade on the playground making those like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some grass and throw yeah. it in. <laughs> Get an ant. Yeah. Um, Be like, look, it's uh, pancakes. <laughs> did you ever see the uh, boy version of Powerpuff Girls? 
It's like the ep- one episode where there's the rowdy rough boys. Oh snap, that's dope, dude. That's and, our new name. Yeah, dude, I love that episode. Instead of uh, sugar, <laughs> spice, everything nice, and then like Chemical X. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, snips and snails and puffy dog tails and then puffy dog <laughs> or uh, Chemical Y. Chemical X. Oh, that shit. That would have been way better. Oh. Mixed in like a toilet bowl. <laughs> and then the rowdy rough boys came out, and they were like bullies, and they dirtied the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. <laughs> anyway that's, that's metaphor, where like dude. that's a yeah i know it's kind of crazy um anyway um that's where like witches brews come from and cauldrons because they would make these concoctions and they were basically hallucinogens for them to get high and that's how they would quote unquote fly hmm. the broomstick comes into play because that's how they would ingest it what? Witches oh, no. ingest it vaginally. I was going to so say. So a common oh. household item was the broomstick. And they would rub this concoction on the broom. And then sit And on they it. would either sit on it or ride it. You know? Ride the broomstick. And that's how they would fly. And that's where the broomstick comes from. And it's crazy to think about because it's like. Every child knows that. Yeah. Every child knows that. There's Halloween costumes. And it's normalized in society. And Bunch I think of perverts. Yeah, dude, I know. Bruh. And nobody knows the origin. And like, I think of other comparisons. Pirates, one of the worst people. Vikings. And everyone's like, like yeah, they they're raped. Go rape. They raped and pillaged <laughs> and stole and were dirty and were disgusting and just had no like law. And oh, yeah. It, well, you know, like we. Where was me too during the Caribbean, bro? <laughs> so I think Captain like... Captain Jack Sparrow, you no, think, you know what I'm saying? Do you think we'll experience that same cycle in a few hundred years? Like, little, like in a thousand years, do you think there will be little, like, SS soldier costumes for little oh. kids with, like, swastika yeah, patches? Yeah, like, the Nazi might become, like, a mythical, like, yeah. character Something in history. Something to do laugh and joke about, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's, that's dude, I possible. That. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. But what do you I think mean, about that's like probably the, already happening at like college Halloween parties? It was, but like people tweet those people out. Are, and yeah, they people go, tweet those out they and they wrecked. go, damn, they yeah. have Bro, a, they have a online witch hunt. Make <laughs> Halloween little, Halloween oh. again, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Chill, bro. But isn't that crazy about the broomstick? <laughs> yes, it's dude, very that's crazy. wild. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. For some reason, you're saying it and it just makes sense. I'm like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it certainly explains the riding of broomstick kind of aspect there i have two things with that one they think they cracked the case on the salem witch trial Hmm. what do you mean so i'm going to explain it terribly but i saw a video explaining the whole thing and if we find it we might link to it there is a certain type of rot that happens in i think wheat and I think it's called Egert rot. Sean, can you Google that? Egert? Yeah. And this rot, it might be in wheat or corn. When you're infected by it, you have like basically like an epileptic spell and hallucinogenic fits. Mm. And so they think that that is the most likely culprit for what was happening because they have the accounts of what the girls were doing and it like fits this this um this fit perfectly did it affect them physically too yeah i think they were like Warts? seizing up and oh maybe i don't know maybe i don't know 
but they think that's what it was and that's why and people like lost their mind because they were all infected by it mm-hmm. and so they just start killing and in this craze and it's a puritan society like it's they were super like puritanical you know yeah it's like if your house caught on fire it's because the you devil. were sinners yeah everything was tied to like, like sin and, and yeah. yeah two a toy company and Harry Potter had to recall all the Nimbus 2001 toys because it was a small broomstick sold to children that when you turned it on would vibrate and you were supposed to put it between your legs and ride it. And so thousands and thousands of little girls turned this vibrating thing on and put it in between their legs and experiencing things and didn't know and the had to talk to their parents and then like it became this big thing and they recalled all those <laughs> who like who okayed that <laughs> who's like dude we should make children vibrators <laughs> and so that for harry potter that's so bad that's so bad <laughs> yeah there's things like that and it's like i had one of them like I did not experience the joy from it <laughs> and i rode that everywhere i thought it was flying bro that you hear stories about different toys like that and it's like how did nobody in the whole chain of command think of this? The designer, the publicist, the... Dude, they probably did, but it was like right before shipping and they were like, F it, we're going live. You yeah, know, and like, we're making hella money, yeah, bro. Yeah. Damn. Okay, Sean? It's called ergotism. So it is like ergot. It's in the How do you spell it? Encyclopedia Britannica 2019. Okay. So it's legit enough to have like passed whatever type of thing they gang, have to gang, put I'm into not all encyclopedia. <laughs> Um, ergotism, but ergot is like E R G O T or something like that. Yeah, E R G O T ism ism. <laughs> Case of the ism, bit of the ism. Tism. <laughs> okay. Um, and yes, they believe that that rotting rye may have caused ergotism that caused that. You know, basically exactly what you were saying. That's sick. Is the Nimbus two thousand and one thing too much? Nah, dude, I like that. <laughs> I just want to see. But when you were like, they put the con- they put the potion on the broom and put it between their legs, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, Okay, so witches. <sighs> I will share more witch stories in the future, but that's all I'm going to give you now oh. is the broomstick. <laughs> um, I do have another story, though. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. (sighs) I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light. Lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing... Give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is unrelated, but this is something that I found while you guys are gone. And uh, this is one of the best stories I've read in a while. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm kicking back. I'm excited. So this was found on Reddit. Some of you might be turned off by that. But like all of our other stories from people we know or we tell you we know, uh-huh. like, take it all with a grain of salt. So that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, this comes from the user Madame Fizzgig. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> uh, Milady. She starts with a little background. Uh, I'm a female and this occurred two years ago when I was 18. This takes place in the state of Maine. I want to go there so bad. Same, dude. Let's go. I'm from clear the opposite side of the country. The Southwest. Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii. That's the real Southwest of the U.S. (laughs) Bro, if you're going to go. The most Northeast. So in my mind, I think of like quaint, cute, fisherman town, Mm. a little inn slash bakery slash coffee shop where people eat there. Every morning. And the families know each other. They all call each other by name. They still deliver the milk. In glass bottles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's main in my mind. So very Same. ignorant, but I, I still would love to Who knows? To go. We've never been there. It I, might yeah. be like I that. I don't know. It might be like that. Yeah. There um, are some towns that are similar to that. Dude, let's go. We'll go. Got to get some crab cakes and some 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 lobster just fresh from the ocean. Mm. I'm so hungry right now. I'm so hungry too. <laughs> Damn, dude. How? Do, why did we have to choose to start talking about food at the beginning of this podcast? <laughs> anyway. Um, Maine. Yeah, so this takes place in Maine. Uh, every summer, my family and I go up to camp in Dedham slash Ellsworth, Maine. It's about a three-hour drive uh, from my house. The camp itself is about an hour from the nearest town. I've been going to this camp my entire life. Uh, my fa- she explains that her family owns it and have never had an incident like this happen before. I was watching TV in the middle of the night. Both of my brothers and my parents had gone to bed. I heard a noise coming from the kitchen and realized that the dogs needed to go outside to do their business. So I took my brother's two pit bulls and my affin pincher. No idea. Is that how you say it? Affin pincher, I sure. think. It's a tiny dog, she says. Uh, my affin pincher outside after turning on the porch light. I walked around to the front yard and I let the dogs off leash. It's so incredibly dark in the woods in Maine that the porch light really only illuminated the porch and nothing else. So I tried to keep an eye on them. I was momentarily distracted when I saw a loon. Oh, uh, that's a bird. Yep. Yeah. Okay. A wild bird. Uh, on the lake and the loon by itself the sound it makes is creepy and if you don't know what it sounds like once you hear it you'll recognize it because they put it in every single damn horror movie yep 
or creepy scene. The loon is like one of my favorite noises. I send it to DJ. DJ and I have made beats. DJ makes beats all the time, and, and sometimes I'm like, "Yo, sample this." But a while ago, I sent him the loon. I was like, "We gotta, we gotta make something with yeah. this." The loon <laughs> sound is really cool, but it's it fits in this. Okay, do it as well. Do the loon. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> damn! We'll sample that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, she was momentarily distracted um, when she saw Loon on the lake. When I looked back, I saw that the pit bulls were both looking at something in the woods. I couldn't see what it was, but I assumed they'd seen a squirrel or a raccoon. It was then that I realized I didn't see Alfie anywhere. Her little tiny dog. She's an awfully small dog. And she's completely black. I called for her a few times and heard some soft whimpering right where the dogs had been looking earlier. I took a couple steps in that direction and called for her again, worried that she may have gotten her paw stuck between the rocks or gotten stuck in a snake hole. Suddenly, I felt something moving behind me. Okay. Felt it? Mm-hmm. What? I whipped around and looked down. It was Alfie. <gasps> She'd been staying close to me the whole time. I just hadn't seen her. So naturally, I was thinking, if Alfie is here, what the hell is in the woods? Oh. I took another step forward, and the pit bulls began to growl. They were slowly advancing and were now on either side of me, looking right into the blackness of the woods. I quickly picked up Alfie and began to back up very slowly. I'm not sure what I thought was there. But there was lots of animals in Maine, and I figured the dogs knew better than I did, <clears throat> since I couldn't see anything. Right as I turned around, I heard the most absolutely bone-chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Coming from the direction of the woods, I heard Alfie oh. calling Alfie's name. It sounded almost as if it was trying to mimic me, but it was just all wrong. The voice sounded really distorted. I almost seemed to wail. I freaked out and ran inside with my dogs. I have no idea what was out there in the woods. My camp is essentially a log cabin overlooking a lake, and our nearest neighbor, who is also family, lives at least a half mile in the opposite direction of where the thing was. Good hell. <sighs> Dude, what is that? I hate that. I hate that too. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out. Gosh damn it. And you hear the same thing or something similar calling right back to you. I might just like de evolve into like a primordial creature if that happens to me. <laughs> like just scream and exit my bowels and stuff. Because I, I have no time for that. I'd be so upset and mad and scared. <laughs> I'd immediately just fall down and ball up, gouge my eyes out, and tear my ears off so I don't For see or real. hear anything. <laughs> like, straightway. <laughs> yeah. Throw a finger. I'll do it. Don't do it to me. I'll do it to myself. <laughs> How do you come back from something like that? You're going to wonder what the hell that was. Maybe you were a little shocked at the beginning. So you go into your cabin. You're scared, and you're shocked. But then eventually the shock and the fright is going to leave. And you're going to wonder, what was that? And how do you deal with that? You're also going to wonder if it's still there. Yes. I would never go back to that cabin. 
Until I had a corpse of whatever it was. Well, how do you explain that say to yourself? They mimicked me. That's the thing, dude. Do you believe in mimics? The comments were saying that they think it's a Wendigo. I mean, it is northern America, but it's a little off. Like Minnesota is like the hotspot. Yeah, Minnesota right? and like yeah. just over the other side in Canada. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who's to say they can't travel? Well, they were talking about like geographical because the subreddit this was posted on was our skinwalkers. And they were saying skinwalkers is strictly Navajo. So yeah, it's, it's not a skinwalker. They think it's a Wendigo because it's in the northern-ish region. Yeah. And the difference between is uh, Wendigos, both Wendigos and skinwalkers can speak. Skinwalkers shapeshift. Wendigos are more creatures, like inherently creatures. But she couldn't see anything. We don't get any other details besides um, her being, her hearing, you know. Possibly unpopular opinion. It was just somebody out there that was even then. No, that's terrifying. And yeah, like even if yeah, that's terrifying. But it was in the middle of the night, and the nearest people were half a mile away. Someone commented, "It's almost noon." While I'm reading this, and I'm scared to go outside my bedroom, I would have lost it. And she replies, "I kind of did." LOL was a mixture of me swearing and scrambling around to get the to get to the back door while yelling to make sure the pit bulls were following me yeah so. oh, that, there's a thing at least she's with two pit bulls if you're yeah. gonna choose two animals or like two dogs to be with pit bulls are a good choice for protection when it seemed like yeah they were already like aware that something was there and ready to throw down you yeah know? she said the thought crossed her mind uh, she, she was like yelling out like to the dogs like get over here go 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 let's go she said it crossed her mind that it would be terrifying and also kind of funny if like she heard that voice mimic that too. Like trying to get the dogs oh. to go to Sam? Like, yeah, get over there. Go, go, go. Oh. Oh, gosh. Dude, here's the thing. It seems to be a theme for mimics. And like we brought this up, I like this metaphor, but of uh, what are those fish that have the lights? Oh, Anglerfish? Yeah. yeah. It's like an anglerfish where it's always at the edge of safety and it's just trying to get you to cross that bit so it was right in the dark in the trees and it wanted her to come in you know yeah that's terrifying to me because what other traps have they thought of you know what other traps because if i'm not if i'm out and i'm hiking we hike all the time yeah and i could easily see if i hear my wife mj's voice like i would follow without thinking and i want to fall in those traps bro somebody comments on one of these stories they're the one who detailed the difference between a Wendigo and a skinwalker. They were talking about how they like wrote a research paper about it back when they were in school. But it's the same person. They're like, I come from a Native American reservation. And apparently they were taught to never follow anything into the woods. If something, yeah, like good. if you hear someone, even if it's familiar, even if calling it's your out, grandparents. Yeah. Yeah, I've like, heard that. Don't go. I don't know where it was. I was reading a ton of stories, but it was like, it's super common for kids to see their grandparents standing at the edge of the wood, just kind of like dead staring at them and then like wave them. And kids are taught to ignore that. And they'll run inside and they'll see their grandpa sitting at the kitchen table or something. Hell no. I found this story on a 4chan a couple of years ago. And oh, the gosh. best I can remember, <laughs> the yeah, 4chan, if you don't already know, is the literal butthole of the internet but 
I don't know how I came across. I, I think it was on Imager, but it was a screenshot gotcha. of the story. Yeah, and so it was like green text. Yeah, so basically, this girl lived. Where's Santa Cruz? That's Northern California. Yeah, like on the way, middle to, to northern. Yeah, yeah, on the way to it's the coast. Bay. Yeah, yeah, on the way to the bay, and they lived in the mountains. She was a single child with a single mother. She describes themselves as being dirt poor, like below po- like American poverty. Uh-huh. They had a van and a trailer. Nowhere to park that trailer, but they made friends with this dude. They known him, they knew after knowing him for a couple of years or something, he invited them to live like on that he was like, I have a huge property, you can live on my land. Just like take your trailer or whatever. So where where they situated themselves was like a mile away from his house. Like that's how big his property was. Yeah. And this is up in the mountains. And this girl, she was still in school. She didn't specify how old she was, but the way she was talking, it sounded like she was like a younger teenager and she would have friends sleep over once in a while. And she described it as, even though they were poor, their friends liked to sleep over because it felt like they were camping. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it's like we're visiting a third world country. And this is uh, what their little um, living situation looked like. It was a fenced area because there was like a garden or something. The trailer was in the fenced area. The van was parked outside of it. And then there was this one like hut and it had electricity trailer didn't have electricity so she loved video games she would go there and spend you know she's the only child so she spent a lot of times playing a lot of time playing video games all by herself but in this one, little hut in this it, little hut is it like a shack or is it like an open pavilion it's thing? like a no it's like a shack like it's enclosed okay like you open the door to get in gotcha. um and it yeah she invited a friend to sleep over once and oh, I forgot the exact game they were playing, but I can relate to this. Like they started it in the early evening and played till like two in the morning and finally finished it. Zelda and Ocarina of Time. Something <laughs> like that. I, it was like along those lines. Yeah. Um, but when they were finished, they had another game and they're like, let's play this other game. So they take it out, pop it in. The friend's like, I need to go use the bathroom. While you load that up, I'm going to use the bathroom. And the bathroom was in the trailer. Yeah. So the friend walks out of the shed, goes to the trailer to use the bathroom, and doesn't come back for, like, maybe after, like, five minutes, the girl goes, it's kind of a long time to use the bathroom, I don't know, but I'm also hungry, so I'm going to go get a snack. So she opens the, the shack, and the friend is right there. Wait, like, open the, the door to the shack, and she's standing right there. Yeah. <clears throat> the friend is right there, but facing the other direction, and, like, kind of, like, braced against the door. And at first, she's, like, thinking it's weird. Like, what the It's heck? like, did you go to use a bathroom? Because she says she didn't hear. She heard the footsteps go, but she didn't hear the footsteps come back. Oh. She thought it was weird, and she was like, are you okay? And at this time of year and up in the mountains and it's northern-ish California, it's cold out there. Not freezing, but cold enough to where she touches her friend, like to shake her shoulder or something. 
feels her arm. She said, it's really cold. And she's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? The friend doesn't say anything. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go use the bathroom too now and get a snack. So she like walks around the friend because the friend's like blocking the door and goes into the trailer. She goes into the trailer and she's like, this is so strange. And she turns in the trailer to walk towards the bathroom and she knows the bathroom door is closed. She's like, what? She walks into the bathroom. She jiggles the handle and she hears a voice in there saying, uh, I'm in here. And she turns around and she looks out the trailer door and the thing is gone. Whatever was there is so gone. So it's the voice of her friend in the bathroom? Yep. The voice of her friend in the bathroom. Gosh. So she freaks out and she says she's yeah. already like a scaredy cat and terrified of these kind of things. So she wakes her mom up. Her mom is like, what? Nothing's here. She, she takes out a flashlight. She goes outside, looks around. Nothing. The friend comes out of the bathroom. She goes to use the bathroom. She comes out. They're still there. The friend doesn't believe the story either. The mom's like, just go, I don't know, play games. <laughs> so the mom goes back to bed and they go back to the shack. And apparently the friend is telling her, you're just tired or something. So she starts believing it. Yeah, I must have. I must and have imagined it. We have been playing that video game all day, so I... You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So huh. while they're playing, they boot up the second game. She says it's like 2 in the morning. And uh, while they're playing, they hear uh, there's a dog. The friend that let, the, let them live on the property, his dog apparently was really crazy. And that was the other reason for the fence, is to keep him out. The dark dog starts like barking super crazy. The friend's like, oh, the dog kind of does that once in a while. And then uh, this goes on for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then the dog stops. They listen closely. And the dog is just like whimpering. Oh. And then the whimpering stops. But then they hear scratches on the wall of their shack that they're playing video games. Like in. claws or just it could be but they just hear scratching on the walls and she turns to her friend she's like i'm telling you like you're hearing this too with me right now like something's out there and after this scratching happens for i don't know enough time to irritate the friend the friend beefs up and is like okay hey, i'm gonna go see what's up and yeah, okay go they grab <laughs> Uh, like a tennis racket from inside <laughs> the shack. That's like the, the best thing to have in there. Yeah. Grabs a tennis racket and uh, she says, I'm not going out there with you. I'm sorry. Like, if you want to go and handle this, you're going out by yourself. And the friend says, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Takes a tennis racket. Don't split And up. she's like, I'm going to close the door behind you. We don't. There's no lock on the door, but I'm just going to hold it. And... The friend's like, okay, I'm going to go check to see what's up. So they open the door. Friend goes out. She closes the door and she's like holding it with her body. No. She doesn't hear anything. It's just silent. She like, like softly speaks to the door. She's like, are you still there? And then he's just pounding boom, on the boom, door. Boom, 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 boom. Let me in, let me in, let me in. She's scared because she's like, how do I know, you know, if this is actually my friend you know yeah yeah 
She lets him in. But as she opens the door, and as he runs inside, notices behind the friend, the mom again, standing right there. And uh, they close the door, and they barricade it. She's like, what what happened? And as he's barricading the door, he's telling her, like, I went out there. Your mom was just standing there. I guess she I guess she did hear sounds. Sorry, I got that part wrong. Um, like I said, I, I, I read this a while ago. She did hear sounds and they were talking or he was trying to talk to the mom. So but the she mom hear like muffled voices through the door or yeah. something? Yeah, the mom wasn't responding. Uh, but something that the mom or creature did freaked him out enough to make him come back inside the shack. She remembers the mom telling her to go back to the shack, saying, go to sleep, everything will be okay. So they're barricading the door, and he's telling her that, you know, that's not your mom outside. And They're both terrified at this point. They don't go to bed. They can't. They can't sleep. But the rest of the, the night, they just hear the scratching outside, and they're, like, sitting on the wall the scratching gets closer to them at one point the scratching was right behind her head where she was sitting on that part of the wall and she hears whatever that thing say to her go to bed everything's gonna be okay that was that was that was what made them not sit on the wall anymore and they like huddled together in like the middle of the room the next day came sunrise came and the scratches went away and they woke up to their mom opening the trailer door like they heard the trailer door open they didn't know if it was their mom waking up coming out or something opening the trailer door and going in but after some time they just i bet it took a while it took a minute yeah because the mom was like what are you what what are you doing i'd be like say more things yeah That's why yeah. they need the secret password. The secret password. Yeah, exactly. Dude, um, but we, we could have we could destroy like so many scary stories if we get people to start making up a secret code. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Oh, <laughs> that loon sound. <laughs> Damn it! Me, and my sister used to play a game. So you have to say the name of an animal, how it sounds. And we used to play this all the time, dude, and just howl laughing. Like, say a horse, but make it sound like a horse noise. Snake. That's a horse. No, I said a horse. <laughs> no, dude, I was, was just, just making the snake. name of a snake, bro. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the master of that because tongue runs through my veins. Oh, true. <laughs> so does horse. It's decomposing yeah, in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, one time she, so like we'd go back and forth and just like yell animals at each other. And then one time she hit me with a jellyfish and I was like, it's <laughs> 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 like, you just got to feel it deep inside, you know? Stupid. Anyway, so Stupid. feel free to play that out there. If you're bored, it's fun, you to, but you have to do it with people who don't take themselves serious. If you're a loser <laughs> yeah. like us. Yeah. Join the loot, join the quitters, bro. Yeah. Quitters never quit. Okay. So this story comes from my cousin Seth. Seth is one of my best friends ever. I've almost been kidnapped with him twice because yep. he grew up in Vegas. I hadn't heard this story till recently, which is weird because we've shared like 
every story with each other. And so when he told me, I was like, dude, why have you been holding back? Seth's going out on a Boy Scout trip and he's 14 years old. And so they get, they hike to their location and they get there. And Seth has like two really close friends and they were going to be in the same tent. And there's probably like five or six boys there and a couple of the, the Boy Scout leaders. And so Seth and his two friends were like, dude, let's, you know, let's go set up our tent way over there in those trees. Like, let's be cool, you know? So they go and they set up their tent way away from the leaders and stuff like that. They, you know, make, make their fire. They do all the normal stuff, whatever. And then it comes nighttime. So they go to their tent and they start sharing scary stories. And Seth has good ones. So they're going around. They're getting progressively more and more scared. And in the middle of Teddy's story, they hear like a snap of a twig outside the tent. And they can hear someone walking up to their tent. And they all become dead silent. And the figure walks up to right outside their tent and is just standing there. And they're like really quiet looking at it. And it reaches up and grabs the zipper. And so they're like dead afraid. And just opens the whole tent. And it's a boy standing there. And he's in their scout group. He recently moved to Seth's hometown. And Seth said, up until this moment, I've never heard this kid say a word. He had like, Seth is like, I think his parents got divorced. And so he moved with his dad to this new city. And that's why he came. He was the new kid. And he never spoke. He always just kind of sat there. And the kid unzips the thing. And he's just standing there looking at him at the, th- at the three of them. And he's like, you guys tell any scary stories? Not anymore. And they're like, yeah. And he said it's about 2 a.m. And he's like, do you mind if I sleep with you guys? I can't sleep. And they're like, sure. So he like has his sleeping bag under his arm, throws it out and just lays down on the edge. Right. And so they're like, okay. And when they had heard him, um, Teddy was in the middle of the scary story. So Teddy's like, um, okay. Uh, and so anyway, and then finishes the scary story. And then they, but they just like couldn't get the mood back in. It was kind of awkward, you know? So they tried to share one or two more and then they kind of like stopped talking for long periods of time. And then they were about to fall asleep, right? Mm -hmm. And from the side of the tent, kid goes, I have a scary story. Do you mind if I tell it? And when my cousin told me, he was like, dude, I was like, I don't want to hear this story. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Teddy, I'm, I'm just laying there in my sleeping bag and if you looked at me there's just like sh- tears streaming like, down oh, the side of my he's face he's got that tears. bloody eye tear right now yeah. blood from fear <laughs> DJ's like please no please no and Teddy goes sure dude keep in mind they've never heard this kid speak he's sitting in their tent 2am in the morning out in the middle of nowhere the leaders can't hear him they decided to go far away into not safety and the kid goes Sometimes when I'm at home, I'll be sleeping and I'll wake up with a terrible feeling. I'm lying in my bed and I don't know why, but I always look over to my brother's bed to see if he's there. And one time when I did that, my brother was floating a foot above his bed. And it scared me, so I yelled his name. 
and he fell down on his bed. And so I laid there the whole night watching him and I couldn't go back to sleep, but I know I was awake. My cousin and his friends, their b-holes are getting tighter and tighter. <laughs> and you go, they're dead silent. Like all of them are clutching their sleeping bags. And he goes, another time I woke up and I had the same feeling. This time I didn't want to look over at my brother's bed, but I had to. So I looked over at his bed and he wasn't there. So I looked around the room and I couldn't see him. So I get out of the bed and I walk to the door and right outside the door, he's standing in the hallway and he's just looking down into the darkness. And when I'm staring at him, he looks up at me, turns to the wall and he puts a foot on the wall and starts to step up like gravity doesn't have control of him. And at that very second he's gone and I hear a boom behind me and I look back in the room and he's in his bed. My cousins and his friends are lying there <laughs> and they're like, please, please make this stop. <laughs> just trying to get my eagle scout yeah (laughs) i'm just trying to never meet your brother ever i'm just trying to learn some knots (laughs) (laughs) i don't need this right now in my life my merit badges and so he's like i don't i don't know if those are scary or not but i never want them to happen again good night No, dude. No, dude. My cousin's like, yeah, good night. Rolls over, eyes wide open. He was like, I was terrified. I don't know if those are scary. Good night. Yeah. And he's like, so my cousin was just like, I would have been out. Yeah, I would have been like, I have to go to the bathroom forever. See ya. <laughs> I just imagine all of us being in that tent and some weird dude comes in. Dude, that's when we get up and just start like stomping. Yeah. <laughs> I just like look over at Sean. Mm-hmm. Look over at DJ. Mm-hmm. And we're just like. <laughs> Be like your curb brother, stomp this ground, Your bro. brother didn't come on this trip, did he? <laughs> yeah. And he, he just points up to the top of the tent. Fuck. <laughs> okay. He goes, I always throw this out there. Disclaimer. Even though that story sounds crazy to believe, the kid was dead serious while telling it. Like, the kid believed what he was telling. None of us knew him well enough (laughs) and what his life was really like. So after he finished telling that story, we promptly decided to end storytelling and we just all tried to go to bed. (laughs) And then he said, I probably saw that kid once or twice after that. Like he just stopped showing up and stuff. I have a theory. That kid was homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) But does that explain like the walking up? Like, okay, they're 14 years old. That's an extremely well-crafted, scary story. So either he was told that he has the best story writing skills or it's like something like that happened or he dream, you know well, what I mean? Well, it sounded like from the story that he was saying it like in pretty basic language as yes. well. So it's like, 
from a 14 year old's point of view, that's what they saw. Yeah. Yeah. And my cousin said like, it sounded insane, but it felt so real. He felt like the kid believed it 100%. That's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy on so many levels because you're stuck. You're basically stuck in a tent with the school shooter kid <laughs> who just told you <laughs> some demonic things. And he's at the door of the tent too. So oh. you got to get past <laughs> it to get out if you're trying to. And he's not stuck in no sleeping bag because he dropped it outside the tent. <laughs> he likes, he's ready to go. He slips a zip tie into the freaking zippers too while he's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bro, new scary movie that I'm making, that. Cool. I haven't thought about this in a long time. And the reason is I was probably about six or seven years old when this happened. And I remember hearing the story from my dad. And I'm originally from Washington State. We lived out in the mountains in Washington. And in an old Civil War home. No, that, no, was, Civil War. that was Kentucky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Hawaii just became a state recently. Yeah, yeah. I'm still learning my like, U.S. Up. history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so never mind. I'm meshing different people. Okay, shut so up. <laughs> that's embarrassing, dude. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, a lot of the Civil War okay. took place in Washington State. <laughs> the Civil War of Washington and Oregon. But this is the house that had your your driveway was like four miles, right? Pretty much. And yeah. you lived there to like mow the lawn. No, no, that was no also dog. This is different. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> shut up for the next 20 minutes. So, sorry. Reel back one, to wherever you need to. It took legitimately. You would be on a main road, and you'd have to take this like side, almost dirt road in the mountains and from the take, Columbia River. You want? Let to me go tell you this: there. if you're familiar with the uh, Washington, uh, Portland area, from our backyard, we could see Mount St. Helens, Mount Adams, and Mount Hood. That's dope. So it was up in the mountains, and we could see all three of those from where we were at. We're out in the middle of nowhere, and this is probably a 10-acre lot. All I remember from that time was there was this, like, almost track that went around the entire, like, 10-acre lot. Almost like they cleared it with, like, a tractor, and so there was tractor tracks all the way around it. And then our little, like, mobile home was in the front of the lot where the driveway finally came up to. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those houses that you see driving down the road that's one half on one truck and one half on the other truck put together. Nice. I'm six or seven. My older brother's seven or eight. My younger brother's four. We are, you know, little little boys. We're out, like, exploring in the wilderness. And I remember my dad telling the story, like, we were out exploring, and he gets this feeling, where are your boys? And we're nowhere to be seen in the house. He looks out in the front yard. We're not there. All of a sudden, he starts hearing howling. He runs, grabs an axe, and like starts <laughs> sprinting through our like lot. Finds us all the way at the back of the lot. Because I remember we would follow this track. Like I remember walking on that track around it. So we're at the very back corner of the lot. That's where he finds us, and he can hear the howling getting louder like as he gets towards us. Huh. So whatever it was was closer to us than it was to him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he finds all three of us. He's just like, we've got to go. Brings us all the way back to the house, and as he can continue hearing this howling, Is we get like to the- like a wolf howl? So I, I don't know. It could or have like been coyotes or like- Well, it, it was an animal, okay. the way he described it. So coyotes or or a wolf or something- 
And we get back to the house and we can hear this howl. And he's like, what were you guys doing? We're like, we were just exploring. What about the howling? We're like, well, we didn't really think about it. <laughs> okay. Like that's the first thing that like thought, like came to my mind when you're talking about like kids being next to the woods, seeing like their grandparents and them like, yeah, you don't think it's beckoning. Weird. You're yeah. just like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. Like I didn't think danger and I was, maybe I'm a freak. <laughs> I thought about this the other day. I was like, Man, I have a really bad habit of kind of disassociating danger from the things that I'm doing. Sean's like, then I ever taught danger in homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm that's okay. that's true. Hockey. We didn't ever teach it. So you disassociate danger. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we never really, we didn't think about it. I have a bad habit of disassociating danger with things that I'm doing uh-huh. to my mother's horror (laughs) horror um (laughs) and also the horror of many of my friends oh my gosh (laughs) but he tells us this story and the scary part to me is he like gets this feeling and the sound of the the wolves is definitely a lot closer to us than it was to him so they were close to us that's terrifying and if he hadn't have like you know followed that voice in his head i don't know like what would have happened that is kind of terrifying to think about now Dude, hell yeah. Uh, wolves are terrifying. Even if, okay, so like you're out in the jungle, like the mimic story you're telling, even if it was just a person, even if it is just a wolf, that's still terrifying. And yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, I have a cousin, actually it's my wife's cousin, Matt, who lives up in Alaska, and he told me a ton of stories. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but we're sitting in a car. He's telling all these stories. He's an amazing storyteller. And he's telling all these different like wilderness stories of being in the middle of nowhere because he used to cut down trees in Alaska and like his confrontation with wildlife and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're all laughing because he's funny. He tells a story so amazing. And I was like, hey, Matt, like you have uh, any stories about Bigfoot? And it was like someone sucked the room out of the or the air out of the car. And he was just like, he goes from jovial, happy. And all of a sudden he's like dead ass serious. And he goes, that is something I will not talk about. <laughs> and I felt like a punch to my stomach. And then he's like, but yeah, another time I was in the wilderness and I was like, what? and in my head, in my sick head, I was like, I have to get those stories somehow. Bro, like, so I was like planning all these conversations where I'd be, bring up one more time. Like, oh, and do you have Bigfoot? Like, <laughs> That's so interesting because Bigfoot is something that, you know, it's commercialized. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on beef jerky commercials, like yeah, you said. Yeah, it is on beef jerky commercials, and people laugh at it and whatnot. Well, so um, so you'd never hear that kind of reaction to Bigfoot. I usually hear that exact same reaction to skinwalkers. Oh, yeah. People do that all the time. People talk about any scary story. It could be about Emily Rose and her exorcism. It could be about yeah, yeah, spirits, whatever. But as soon as somebody starts talking about skinwalkers, people shy away and like no oh they're like no no don't talk about it's like voldemort don't say it don't say it don't talk about we have a friend ashley who was gonna go with us to have a supai and she is so terrified of skinwalkers she nicknamed them skinners because she didn't (laughs) she didn't want to say the whole name so she's like if we were we were telling serious stories she'd be like what are you guys talking about we'd be like skinner she'd be like oh hell no like she was out (laughs) yeah for me it's like time and place Mm mm-hmm and the purpose yeah i i have a friend in the ward she is from arizona and her elementary years she grew up in the city and her teenage years she grew up on the reservation she's full navajo 
and she just moved to the ward a couple weeks ago but we had like a potluck with her roommates and my roommates on sunday yeah and she was like somebody told me you do a podcast about scary stories oh you famous and i was like hey yes and uh she was like i have a lot of skinwalker stories to tell you she was like oh. voluntary gave up the ghost like, <laughs> wait who's just this on when a are silver we plate <laughs> what when are you getting these uh this weekend i told her we're getting together she was like and i only want to tell them at night and it'd be cool if we went somewhere to tell them i was like get this girl on the podcast bro she's got cojones bro right uh when she came to the house is her first time at the house first thing she noticed was my vinyl collection she went through and she's like this is my favorite one is kanye i was like all right you win i kind of want to mention something Maybe, I don't know. It's crossed my mind, especially because I was reading comments about it. Because we don't want to make people do something they don't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when we ask people for stories on the podcast, it's like, I don't want to make them feel like we're trying to exploit them. We genuinely love scary stories. We'll do our best to respect them. Obviously, we're going to make jokes. Sometimes those are off color, but... For the most part, our hearts are good about it, I feel like. And, and we're, we try to be super respectful for all cultures, I feel like. I know what you're saying. So maybe yeah. when you're out there and you're looking for stories, just be respectful. Because this is all fun and games because you're just listening. But for people who've gone through this, what if this is the most traumatic thing in their life, right? Yeah. And you're like, dude, relive the time you almost died and wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> Tell me, bro. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but most of the time when I'm asking, I'm just like, hey, do you have any scary stories? And then they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to share them? Because like, I'm going to share let's them on my ref- podcast. Let's rephrase our question. Or what do you think about rephrasing our question to when you're comfortable, send us your story. Cool. I like. If you want. Instead of like. Bro, so, if you want to be in the cool kids group, send us a scary <laughs> story a now. <laughs> send us your story. Stop whining, bro. <laughs> It was just demonic possession, bro. <laughs> just a demonic. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Send it in, nerd. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. While we've been doing this, uh, we've only been doing this for two, two and a half months now. And for two months, it's mostly been family and friends. Some of them distant. Yeah. Some of them we haven't talked to in a while. Just acquaintances or. Approaching us <clears throat> in person or text and call and the, They'll say things like that. And it's like, there's a story I have. I haven't processed this. I'm still processing it. So I'm just going to tell you how, you know. It went down, yeah. How it went down. Now, within the past couple of weeks, we've gotten random people who have come across our podcast. And we're really happy about, you know, we, we didn't think that we would reach people we didn't know it was like our hope but it was like we just want to do this for fun in the first place <laughs> so when we started this we were we were like let's just do it let's just do it for us who cares yeah <laughs> if we get one person who listens that will be a victory right yeah so you all know you could send your stories in at 3 a.m podcast stories at gmail.com that's the let that's the number 3 a m p o d c a s t s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com and so we've been getting stories some of them are whiffers some of them are amazing where we're getting ready to tell and finally we get an email we all we have a group we have a group chat and all those stories that we were getting were mostly family and friends yeah 
from all, from the four of us who run this. So know. we all have a group chat for 3 a.m. So we all talk to each other. And DJ freaking sends a screenshot of an email one day. While they're in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. And it's the gist of it is just it's a younger girl from like Illinois. And she's just like, I love your podcast. I've listened to every episode six or seven times. I kind of feel like a part of your friendship. And you guys have come such a long way. And dude, when I read that, I was like so elated. <laughs> I was so motivated. Same. I'm still smiling from ear to it's ear. so awesome. From that comment. Because it's like, yeah. like I said, we didn't think it would, our reach would be very far. And it's still not. Oh, but, no. We have like yeah, yeah, not far listeners. at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact that we reach one person. It's like these, everyone's been camping and everyone's had a campfire story time. And that's the kind of environment we wanted to create with this podcast. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feeling. That's my favorite part of camping is time to throw down some scary stories, try yeah. to make someone not sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. And doing it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so thanks for the love. Sean, what were you saying? You had a personal experience? <laughs> I want to say thank you too first because honestly, that's great. We love like hearing from people who listen mm-hmm. and like the fact that we were able to, you know, include someone in our friend group. The yeah. fact that we were able to touch one young girl <laughs> in Indiana. Good Lord. <laughs> Call us a Nimbus 2001 toy because we out here touching. Anyway, that was fun. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is good to be back we're gonna have regularly scheduled episodes once again every week coming mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. lots of things to look forward to actually content wise dude thanks again for the support every like every share every review it helps a lot and it's like i never thought it would happen so we all really appreciate it yeah in a relatively like short amount of time two two and a half months mm-hmm if you like it or if you don't like it, whatever your thoughts or feelings are on us or the content of the podcast, let us know. Like we're super open. Email us. Yeah. We, we'd love to hear. Or DM us. In the spirit of transparency, we've gotten a couple of people who weren't fans, but like we need to hear that too. Mm-hmm. Like we don't just want yes men, whatever we're doing wrong, we want to try and fix, but we're also doing our own things. So. <laughs> like eventually... Our personal scary stories are going to run out. And so it's going to rely solely on either our research or you, the listener. So if you're out there and you're wondering, should I send it in? Just send it in, man. When you're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you freaking maggot. You little, <laughs> little, little dick. <laughs> you little peen. Do it, bro. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for coming through. Bye, lovey. Be safe. Trust your gut and watch your back. Have a safe word so you know you as you and they as they. Set up a password with yourself. Set up a password with your family. Don't text it. Don't, nope. don't say do it, it around phone. cell phones. Yeah. It just has to be verbal. Something you'll remember. Yep. And then half these stories won't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not good either. Maybe half of you shouldn't yeah. like do that because we need some scary stories in our some, life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins. Convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home, and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, And that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found.